Welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one otherworldly page of Talmud every day. And today, we mean this literally. The Olam Haba, the world to come, kicks off our pages today. Here's a long but mysterious and mystical passage. And Rabbi Yehoshua ben Levi said, These are people who are considered important in this world and unimportant in the world to come. This is like the incident involving Rav Yosef, son of Rabbi Yehoshua ben Levi, who became ill and was about to expire. When he returned to good health, his father said to him, What did you see when you were about to die? He said to him, I saw an inverted world. Those above, those who are considered important in this world, were below insignificant, while those below, those who are insignificant in this world, were above. He said to him, My son, you have seen a clear world. The world you have seen is the true world, as in that world people's standings befit them. Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi asked, And where are we, the Torah scholars, there? Rav Yosef responded, Just as we are regarded here, so are we regarded there. I love this vision of an inverted world in which those who study Torah, those who commit themselves to text and tradition, yet remain sturdy in their position so much that I asked one of my favorite friends, my favorite teachers, I think one of our smartest public intellectuals, to come join me and explain this wonderful passage. He's the head of Zion and the host of a brand new amazing podcast called Good Faith Effort. Welcome, Rabbi Dr. Ari Lam. My friend, it is amazing to be here with you. So explain to me this great vision of the world that Rav Yosef is seeing. We're accustomed sometimes to, you know, sentences like, oh, the meek shall inherit the earth, etc. But the most interesting thing to me here is that the one constant, almost like the axis around which this world revolves, is the fact that people who devote their life to study and to mitzvot and to practice Uh, they remain exactly where they are. Make sense of this for us. This is one of my favorite passages in the entire Talmud, and in the immortal words of one of the great moral philosophers of our time, Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes, if I'm not going to be eternally rewarded for my behavior, I'd sure like to know now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, look, the, the world to come or the afterlife is one of those things that on the one hand is totally irrelevant to everyday life because we don't actually get to experience it until we die. So you might suppose that we shouldn't bother thinking about it at all, which is basically the sense that you'd get from like the conventional wisdom in the media or pop culture that always says, oh, you know, Jews don't believe in the afterlife. But actually, as this passage from the Talmud reminds us, Jews have actually thought a lot about the afterlife and reward and punishment after death. Now, why is that? I mean, it's definitely true that much more than any other major faith, Judaism is, you know, relentlessly focused on living life well in this world. So why spend time focusing on the afterlife, even if we believe in it? And I think the answer is because it's actually a really great way to help us think about what really matters in our world. So when we think about what things will be like in the afterlife, who will be punished, who will be rewarded. That's another way of saying, hey, here's how we wish things could be in this world if it weren't so imperfect, right? The afterlife is our way of imagining the world not as it is, but as it ought to be. Now, the coward's way out is to wait to enjoy that better world until after you die. But what Judaism demands of us is that we shouldn't be content to wait for the afterlife to get to heaven, 
right? We should actually try to build heaven here on earth. Now, how do we do that? Well, the Talmud gives us the answer right here. As it tells us, there is one thing that we believe is just as valuable in this world as it will be and as it is in the afterlife. And that is the Torah, the wisdom of Jewish tradition of which each and every Jew is a steward. So, you know, if we want to build heaven here on earth, the way we do that is by bringing out our tradition into the world around us. And, you know, believe me, Jewish tradition from the Bible to the Talmud and beyond that even has something profound to say about quite literally every human endeavor from personal questions like how to be a good friend, how to create a good marriage to societal questions like how should we organize our politics? How should we educate the next generation? And for too long, so many Jews have assumed that the Torah that Jewish tradition writ large, I suppose, is something that only Jews can appreciate. And even when we appreciate it, we do that by studying it in like a hermetically sealed room such that when you're done studying, you leave it in that room while you go on about your day. But the reality is that, first of all, Jewish tradition is not some mysterious form of knowledge unrelated to anything else. It's actually like the key to a much richer appreciation of everything around you, from relationships to government to pop culture to psychology. And second of all, guess what? Vast numbers of people across this country and across the world are hungry for the wisdom that we, that you have. I'll just give you a statistic. Nearly 7 out of 10 Americans, for example, think the Bible is a source of positive values and inspiration for American society. It's one of the few instances of truly bipartisan agreement left in this country. And Americans overwhelmingly want to know more about what the Bible thinks, what our tradition thinks. And as the people who actually brought the Bible to the world and whose sages have thought more and more deeply about it than anyone else in history, we therefore actually have wisdom that Americans rightly consider essential to our civic future. So my recommendation is let's do what we Jews have always done best. Let's study our traditions and then let's go out there and share some of our hard-earned wisdom for our, with our fellow Americans. Which, for the benefit of our listeners who have not yet listened to your new podcast, is precisely what it's about, right? It's a weekly Parsha podcast that hosts a wide array of guests, making sure that listeners understand that the stories and the teachings of the Bible aren't just, you know, abstractions or sacred texts to be studied in, as you said, in hushed rooms and in, in lowered voices, but rather very practical guides to life precisely because of the point that the Daf makes today of our obligation to make this world as close as it could be to the world to come by diving ever deeper into this treasure trove of wisdom and instruction. Yeah, that's exactly right. And look, you know, in an American context, we've long been influenced by the ideas, by the values of the Bible. So each week, what we do on the podcast is we take a look at a different part of the Bible, a different Parsha from the Bible, a different weekly portion, and we identify a big idea or a big question that comes out of it. And then we talk about it with authors, journalists, artists, actors, faith leaders, people from all sorts of different backgrounds and traditions. And it's the conversations are mind blowing, certainly for me. Rabbi Dr. Ari Lam, may you continue to inspire us and continue to show us the path in this world to the next. Thank you so much for being our guest. Thanks, brother. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. 
Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you.